What's going on, everybody? My name is Ariel. I'm a video producer for Reminder Media. Today, I'm joined with none other than the Luke Agri, president of Reminder What's Media. What's up, everybody? And recently, we've been getting a ton of questions from new real estate agents. Obviously, you have a ton of you know experience <laughs> working with real estate agents, but especially new real estate agents and coaching them to be successful. So we're going to run through. I think we have six or seven questions. Might have a bonus question at the end, depending on how everything goes. So we're just going to get started. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Question number one. What are the first three things I should do as a newly licensed real estate agent? Okay. So the first three things I would do, right? If I was just getting into real estate is one is I would find a mentor that I could learn from. So this could be a coach that you hire, but when you're new, a lot of times you don't have money. So it could be a, uh, someone that you could get on their team, an agent that has been there, done that, that can really speed up your learning curve. If you don't want to go that route, you could choose your brokerage. So don't just choose a, choose a brokerage based upon brand, choose it based upon the support and the training that they'll actually give you. That's it's the most important piece of choosing who you're going to be under. So that's the first thing I would do. Second thing I would do is where your business is actually going to come from, which is your database. You need to start building that database. Real estate's a relationship game. So you need to get everybody in your sphere, in your database. Now, a common thing for new agents sometimes is they're new to the area or they're new in life. So they feel like they don't have a lot of contacts. You have contacts. Don't ignore your friends and family. Put them in your database. My brother, new in the business, got to deal with me in a different state, got to deal with his aunt in South Dakota, and he's in Virginia because he got referral fees, right? So don't underestimate the power of your connections in your sphere. Third thing is it's one thing to build the database. So you got a coach that's helping you, you're building your database, but you actually have to turn that database into business. That actually takes proactive outreach. You need to call through your sphere of influence, let them know who you are, why you got into real estate, and most importantly, the value that you want to bring to them and anyone that they can help connect you with. Do that. Those are the first three important things. Awesome. Love that. All right. Question number two, what lesson can you teach me now that typically takes agents years to learn? <laughs> There's no magic pill. There's no magic formula. And I know you might have heard that before, but what I'm sharing here is that you're going to find with whether it's because I'm in marketing, right? The marketing systems that are out there, there are so many marketing systems out there. Which one do you choose? Don't jump from one to another, just going, oh, well, this one's going to be the magic that brings me in the listings. The same applies for your systems and for your operations, everything in your business. The key is choose a system and actually commit to using it. The best system is the one you use. There's no magic formula. The same applies to your value proposition of solving problems. When you're new in the business, you're going to be thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know the answer to that question. Or this seller, this buyer is throwing some crazy thing at me and I don't know what to do. And you're going to think there's an actual structured way that you should be answering this question that these top producers somehow have a book of all the answers they go to that they've learned. It doesn't work that way. Your value proposition is you. It's really your ability to go solve problems. Even top producers that have been in the business for years and years and years, the only difference is not that they know the answer, it's that they have the confidence to believe that they can go get the answer and that they can solve the problem. So that's what you want to present is that, look, you're not going to know all the answers. That's okay. Be confident in that because you know you can solve problems. Every problem can be solved. Have that confidence. Whew. Awesome. All right. So even though you just said there's no magic bullet, what lead generation strategies produce the fastest results? Okay. So if you're needing deals right now, 
from a lead standpoint, then I would go to where the people are literally self-selecting, raising their hand, saying, I want to sell my home. I mean, think about this. You have a literal website, a couple websites that you can go to every single day and see, hey, I want to sell my home. What would that be? Get into your MLS, see expired listings. These people have tried to sell their home, no success. They're actively trying. Call them, door knock, get in front of them, present your value proposition. You can get those to fall. Second would be go to forsalebyowner.com. Go to Zillow, make me moves. Go to Craigslist. Drive around your neighborhood and see the yard signs of people trying to sell their own home. They're literally raising their hand saying, I want to sell my home. You need to reach out to those people and share your value proposition. That's probably the fastest way to get a deal because they're trying. Then I would go to maybe open houses. Buyers are, you won't have a listing necessarily, but you can go run an open house for someone who does have a listing. A lot of times top producers don't want to spend a Saturday or Sunday at an open house. You can offer to do that for them in exchange for getting any of the hot buyer leads that come in that are unrepresented. So these people are actively coming to look at a house that they might want to purchase and you could have the potential to get that. Third would be probably, or I guess that is third. So fourth would be call your database. Like call your sphere, like I just mentioned in the first point. There's usually gold in your sphere, but the key here is being intentional, asking them, hey, do you need any help in real estate right now? Are you looking to actually sell or buy here in the near future? Or do you know someone who is? The average person, according to NAR, knows two to three people a year who need a real estate agent. So it doesn't take very many phone calls to get connected and connect the dots almost to find those buyers and those sellers. Yes, uh, that is so true, so true. So speaking of cold calling, door knocking, I know that a lot of new agents get really scared when they hear that they have to do things like that, Um, especially if you're on the introverted side. I know that that really scares people. So the fourth question we have here is, do I really need to knock on doors and cold call prospects to succeed as an agent? Okay, this one's a tough one. So my direct answer is no. You don't have to do cold calling and you don't have to knock on door. There are plenty of examples and agents out there that don't do those things and still have successful businesses. The key though is in the communication with people in your database, I guess for lack of a better way of saying it. So cold calling and door knocking is a proactive activity. What I don't want you to think is that you can put your face on a billboard and expect business to come in. You can put your face on a shopping cart and that only thing or post a post on social media and expect business to come in the door to you. Just like making one phone call, you're not going to get a ton of deals, right? It's the same type of idea. The key is Phone calls and door knocking is a fast way to control. It's almost like you're the offense. You're able to talk to people all day long and find deals out. If you choose another strategy, maybe it's client events, maybe it's seminars, maybe it's social media and branding, just know that each of those things, you got to find a way to talk to that prospect because that's where the transaction actually happens because transactions come from relationships. Relationships come from actually talking to somebody. We love it. Love to see it. Um, Question number five. What do agents consistently tell you is their greatest challenge and what advice do you give them? You know, we did a, actually a poll on this in our Facebook community group. We have a couple thousand agents that are part of it. And it's like, what's the reason you're joining the group? What's your biggest struggle? And everybody kept saying consistency, like being able to stay consistent in their marketing stay consistent in their motivation. And what I would share with you is I think, you know, obviously strategies come and go, tactics change, technology changes things. You need to focus on building really, really good habits. It comes down to discipline. It's will you be disciplined enough to go to the gym 
consistently to get the body you want. The same applies for your business. Will you be consistent enough in your prospecting, consistent enough in your client services, whatever it is in the piece of the business, it's the habit that's going to really dictate the result. And I would share with you what I share with a lot of agents is the biggest struggle that influences discipline and habits is motivation. It's like when you don't feel motivated, when you feel down, you don't have the discipline. That's where you get really weak and you slip. And I would encourage you to focus on how are you feeding your body, mind, and spirit. Those are the three pillars of your life that's going to dictate your motivation and where you're at. And what you feed it, I always give the analogy, it's kind of like a bank account. Whatever you feed it, you're investing and depositing in that bank account. So when you wake up that day and you're not motivated, which happens to us all, you're not motivated, you got to go to that bank account and you got to take out from that bank account. And if only you've invested things like Tiger King, keeping up with the Kardashians, and I know some of you love that show and that type of stuff, but that's what you're going to pull from. So you need to look and go, hey, how am I investing good things that's going to motivate me in my times where I'm down to keep my habits consistent, to keep my discipline consistent so I can have the results that I want? Always remember, you don't really control the results. You can only control the activity, and that's your habits. No, that's so true. That's so true. Our sixth question is, what makes the difference between an agent who's still working after their first year and one who doesn't make it? Because as we know, the failure rate for new agents is oh, astronomical. Yeah, it's crazy. So what advice do you have for them? Um, so the advice I would give you is that the difference is the people who understand and make it in this business, they, they realize they have to prospect. They realize they have to give, they have to get out there and they have to give or give outreach. I say, keep saying give outreach. I mean, you have to outreach to your database. This is not a passive sport. This is a proactive sport. Real estate is a contact sport, meaning the more contact you can have with people in your community, the people in your database, the more opportunities that will present themselves. Most agents, though, what they tend to do because picking up the phone and calling is hard. We talked about that. Everything is hard. Choose your heart. Being poor is hard. Getting rich is hard. Choose your heart. And what I would tell you is the ones that make it understand they have to commit to prospecting every single day. Choose your heart. I feel like that just needs to be like a like a poster yeah, on the wall. Choose your hashtag. Hashtag choose your heart. All right. Last question we have is, and we're a little biased on this one, so <laughs> stay with us here. All right. If I only had to read one book or listen to only one podcast as we record this in our podcast studio, <laughs> what should it be? Okay. So the podcast, you got to listen to Stay Paid. I mean, take action on that. Go to staypaidpodcast.com. <laughs> you know, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. But in all seriousness, if you've liked any of this content, I mean, we have even better content on our Stay Paid podcast. We get to interview some of the top agents around the nation. They share their golden nuggets. It really, really can help your business. Book-wise, this one's tough. There's so many great books out there. The one that's probably most influential on my life from a real estate perspective is The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. So I've read that book probably three or four times. Um, it's just really, really good. It's uh, you know What I love about it is Tony Robbins teaches success leaves clues. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. So many people get into business and think they got to be so innovative and come up with their own way. No, you just need to look in what the people who've gone before you, what's worked, make that a little bit better. Add your little spin on that. The Millionaire Real Estate Agent does a beautiful job of outlaying how to get to a million dollars in actual commissions and lays out all the strategies to do it. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. It's a great read, especially if you're new to read that uh, read that book. I almost said read that agent. That yeah, read that agent. Made, <laughs> wouldn't have made any sense. Um, so those are all the questions I have. Do you have any final advice or anything, any other tidbits for new agents? So I would leave you guys with um, the key in life and business, which is 
look, you know, we've worked with over 100,000 agents now. We've actually worked in over 140 different industries. And the reason why I share that is because I want you to understand that, man, I've got a viewpoint now to really see a lot of success and a lot of failure in people. And the difference maker that I see between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. They do not get paralysis by analysis. I mean, you literally see the sign behind us. The reason why we made that sign is because it impacts me so much that I go, man, it's not really the talent. It's not really the intellect. Those things matter. They make a little bit of a difference, but it's really the people who can hear ideas like what you've just heard today and not just go, man, that's a good idea and stop there. They take that idea and they put it into action and that's what actually changes their life. Thanks so much for listening to this week's bonus episode. If you have a question for Josh or Luke, send us an email at podcast at remindermedia.com or head on over to Instagram and shoot us a message at Stay Paid Podcast.